Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. A, a, a Giants podcast for Giants fans. By Giants fans. It's Sean Morash. Down, down, down the sideline. Into the end zone. From the offseason through the wins and the losses, it's time to take one, one, one giant, giant step, step with your host, Sean Morash. Welcome into One Giant Step. I'm your host, Sean Morash. Following a giant loss, two losses in Las Vegas versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, you can download and subscribe to this podcast everywhere. Podcasts are available free on the Odyssey app. I uh, I can't believe we are here. After the season we had, if you've been following One Giant Step, me and Paul last year together, having so much fun after the wins, following a playoff season, a career resurrection for Daniel Jones and even Saquon Barkley last year. This year, you know, obviously the Jets getting Aaron Rodgers, stealing a lot of the headlines, but I think a lot of Giant fans with the addition of Darren Waller, Super excited. And look, it's one thing to have a season not live up to expectations. It's another thing to have a season go completely the other way, where now, as painful as this is, sitting there with my dad and my sisters as we do watch every Giant game Sunday, you have to admit, it's not even about rooting for losses. It's not even about, hey, this really stinks, feeling sorry. It's about re-energizing and refocusing and repurposing and understanding that this organization is at a crossroads that very well may determine the success of the next decade. So, before I get too far ahead, obviously let's acknowledge something on Monday. Brian Dable, we're speaking probably 45 minutes or so right now after Dable's addressed the media, has confirmed Daniel Jones tore his ACL. Now, as we kind of weave in and out from the game stuff to the post-game reaction stuff part of this, Seeing his knee buckle like that, he didn't look perfect, clearly. Uh, That first throw he had to Saquon Barkley sailed a little bit. I thought, you know, in a typical Daniel Jones fashion, I saw a lot more positives than other people did. Uh, He can't overthrow Hyatt like that, but at least it wasn't an underthrow, yada, yada. None of that matters, though. When he buckles to the ground like that, first of all, Fox, Kugler, Sanchez, who I think normally do a good job— are breaking down a route of a play, and I think we all probably were watching TV going, did he get up limping? That was a little odd. They go to commercial, he comes back for one play, and then completely collapses. And you knew right then and there, uh, and if you didn't, maybe it took you a little while to realize, that was basically the end of Daniel Jones as the quarterback of the New York football Giants. It was basically the end. We now find out on Monday it is a torn ACL. And... Down the road, there'll be time for like a Daniel Jones appreciation... Maybe that's when they draft the quarterback or whatever. This is a guy who, and John Maris said it, he was right. The organization has done everything they can to set him up for failure. And he finally got linked with a really good head coach in Brian Dable last year. Overcome a lot, overcame a lot of obstacles. I mean, including what was going on in that wide receiver room. Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Toney. Gets the Giants to the playoffs. Gives you an all-world effort versus the Vikings. And then since the loss to Philadelphia, it's been all downhill. He's not been good this year. In fact, all his numbers across the board, 
career lows. Yes, do I think the offensive line had a lot to do with it? Sure, but he also couldn't overcome it. But that's the kind of quarterback he was. Gritty, tough, good attributes you like, but not elite enough to overcome. So with that, this miserable season for him after signing that contract now is over. And I never, ever, ever root injury. I don't want to see Daniel Jones going through this. But through that, as a fan, because I'm not the player, I have to try to find positives. It is the only thing that can keep me going. I have to try to find positives. We all bickered as Giant fans for the last four years about the value of Daniel Jones. I leaned towards, thought he was good, not great. I didn't lean towards, this was always my stance. I thought he was good, not great, not elite. You could absolutely win with Daniel Jones. But things need to be set up right around him. I watched the Bengals play the Bills last night. You see the difference maker Joe Burrow is. Clearly, we know the difference maker Patrick Mahomes is. Uh, You see the difference Trevor Lawrence has made with the Jacksonville Jaguars and right down the board, okay? I mean, the Chargers have a terrible head coach in there, competitive because of Justin Herbert, who I don't even necessarily love. If the Giants are going to stink and we're going to have to sit through this miserable year, just absolute miserable year, which is now fully in tow, right? At 2-7 at and seven with, what, eight games left, we are going to sit through a lot more miserable football. If you are going to be forced to sit through misery, it doesn't matter whether you're rooting for wins or losses. Nobody could call you a bad fan for rooting for losses. You're not going to have to root for them. They're going to happen. Tyrod Taylor is on IR. The Giants are not going to win a lot of football games here, even with the quote-unquote easy schedule we were pounding the drum on last week on one giant step. They are likely going to lose a lot of games. And they may lose every single game. And it is going to set them up at the top of a draft that features two, as it stands right now, generational quarterbacks. One quarterback that is basically painted as can't miss as you can since Trevor Lawrence and Andrew Luck. Like that kind of guy in Caleb Williams. And look, you can get into the crying stuff and everything that happened with that over the weekend. Fine, whatever. You can tweet at me at at Sean Morris if you want to debate that. If you're going to sit through misery, at least the saving grace with Daniel Jones out is that Daniel Jones still would give you a better chance to happen to win a couple games you may not win. And then cloudy and muddy up kicking the can of the future. If the Giants happen to go 2-15 and 15 or 3-14, and 14, and they are picking 1-2, and two, and I know there's going to be bad Cardinal teams, the Panthers pick us to the Bears, they stink, the Bears stink, the Patriots stink, they're all going to be right in that mix for the top five. If you're going to sit through these losses, isn't it, isn't it better just to sit through them all and know, you know what, we could have Joe Burrow. Like, you could have that kind of quarterback. Now, of course, can a guy bust? Yes, and there will be a lot of naysayers that will quarterbacks bust all the time. And you're, you're right. You're absolutely right. But you can't, you can't approach it that way. You can't approach it assuming. You have to set your organization up for success. And I'm so sick and tired of sitting down every Sunday and bickering with people on the level of good Daniel Jones is only to have him get hurt. And that's above anything else. Two neck injuries in three years. Now the ACL, he's constantly hurt. He's constantly hurt. And if you're not out there, and that shows you how, how much Eli Manning should have been respected for being out there every single game, it is hard to continue to build something. So finding one of these quarterbacks, and this isn't one of those drafts where it's like a bunch of offensive linemen going to the top four. four. You're talking about a quarterback-rich draft, at least, you know, and there are other names, and I'm sure they'll be talked about, and there's a lot of months to keep doing this on one giant step, but the, the main two treasures of them all 
this is no longer a situation where you look and go, yeah, the Giants may not have a great year, but, you know, they're not going to be quite bad enough to get up there and get one of those guys. No, 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 no. Now they're set up with the Jones injury that they very well should be bad enough to get one of those guys. And through the muck and through the horror that has been this year and everything that could go wrong can go wrong, we have an opportunity to sit through this, eat it, own it, and end up with a situation where you're taking a quarterback where you hope that the next 10 to 12 years are filled with so many happy Sundays and stacking 10-plus win seasons. And that's all you could say after this Jones injury. The Giants now, with Daniel Jones losing the rest of the year, barring Tommy DeVito setting the world on fire and looking like maybe he's actually, you know, the next Tony Romo is an undrafted rookie, the Giants, this isn't about getting Marvin Harrison Jr. or And I know the offensive line still needs help, and Evan Neal got hurt again too, finding another offensive lineman. No, 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 no. This is about setting yourself up for the quarterback of the future. And Daniel Jones will be on the roster next year because he's going to have to be financially. And after that, that'll probably be the end of him. And he will have a very muddied career that I'm sure on bar stools across the New York New, New York City tri-state area, we will argue about from here to kingdom come. I will always be pro-Daniel Jones, but also now very pro moving on to get an elite prospect of a quarterback and hope that Joe Shane and Brian Dable in the right combo selects that right guy and coaches that right guy up. But make no mistake, the rest of this football season now is about figuring out who on this team, mainly of the young guys, because you know the veterans are what the veterans are, are part of this core future. And I don't want to hear that suddenly this feels like it's barren and stripped down and that you can't be competitive now for the next two to three years because you're drafting a, a high-priced rookie quarterback. I watched the Houston Texans go up and down the field in that 1 o'clock window with C.J. Stroud, get themselves to 4-4, four and four, and they're very much in the playoff thick of things in what is a very difficult AFC with C.J. Stroud, the second overall pick in his rookie year. You're telling me the Giants in a much weaker conference can't be the Texans next year? Or, or dare I say the year after where Trevor Lawrence had the Jaguars playing in the second round? This can get turned around very quickly in terms of football years with the right selections. Doesn't mean all this team needs is a quarterback. Clearly they're going to need to add some other things. But now figure out what you got. Deontay Banks had a terrible game versus the Raiders. Tay Banks needs to continue to grow into that number one corner. Cordell Flott needs to continue to grow into being one of the better nickel corners in football, which he has a ceiling to do so. Offensive line-wise, you know Andrew Thomas is good. you got to see what John Michael Schmitz becomes. Uh, you know Ben Bredesen needs to stay here long-term at guard, I believe. What is Evan Neal? Does he have to kick inside to a guard? Defensively, I still love Kayvon Thibodeau. You're going to love Dexter Lawrence. These guys should be here foundationally for the next four to five years. No problem for this next era. Bobby Okereke, Micah McFadden, their pieces are here. And then in the wide receiver room, what is the ceiling on Wandell Robinson and Jalen Hyatt? Are they going to be a true outside number one and a true slot? All of these things are worth monitoring for the rest of the year, and that's what you watch for. Now, following this loss to the Raiders, I saw the quote Jordan Renan had him. Xavier McKinney had an odd quote about, you know, the captains of the Giants maybe not being heard as much by the coaching staff. I didn't like hearing that. That's a, a player that's about to be a free agent. I like Xavier McKinney, the player. I met him personally when uh, we were at camp with Evan Antigua. He seemed like a really nice young man. But, man, he has had some, some weird mix-ups. Trashing Patrick Graham on his way out the door, even though Graham had him playing well. That ATV incident. Shutting it down after. Had a weird comment earlier in the year. Now this. I got to think that as much as I want Xavier McKinney to be part of the future, he's also not an elite all-world safety. He's a very good safety. Uh, that comment may have cost him going out of town. He may not be part of your long-term answer 
in the safety room for the New York Giants. And that was so weird. And now Andrew Thomas spoke uh, after Dable spoke. Dable commented on the comments page, said he feels like he has a good relationship with all the leaders. Andrew Thomas backed that up. Maybe Xavier McKinney doesn't necessarily deserve that captaincy. Just maybe not. But that is going to be a big part of the rest of the year for the Giants, too. Because it's easy for us as fans to sit back, detach ourselves, and go, we're going to watch the games, but we know the team's not very good, and we know they're probably not going to win games. And me rooting for losses or wins doesn't really change that. They probably just aren't going to win games because they don't have a quarterback. But the players are still putting the work in every day. Like We go to our regular jobs every single day, do what we do. These are their jobs every single day. Putting in work to go out there and try to win a football game while their bodies get tossed around on the line. A head coach being able to hold together a locker room that has to feel like they know they're under the microscope and not very good and not going to win many games, too. I mean, how do you keep that locker room from bursting at the seams? So I hope that that Brian Dable does that. He's a player-friendly coach, but these comments are eerie. Here's the bottom line. What I am rooting for the New York Giants to do, while they lose as many games as humanly possible to set themselves up with hopefully an elite quarterback for the next decade, is also don't have everything come apart at the seams. Because I think that elite quarterback pairing with a mind like Brian Dable and what he did early for Josh Allen, I think that is just what the doctor ordered for the New York Giants. And I don't want to see them in a spot where Brian Dable is suddenly being run out of town at the end of the year. And here we are back on this carousel of picking a new coach or a new GM. I don't think it'll get to that point, but it's impossible to ignore or, or throw that all out the window. So there you have it. I mean, a very solemn, very grim, but I am already spinning my wheels forward. I am built for this. I have. Uh, I am giant tough, as they say, with so many bad years in recent memory. Uh, I understand what's ahead of the New York Giants. And I am tired, sick and tired. I mean, how many times? Saquon Barkley was taken second overall. We got Andrew Tom. The Giants have had good players taken in the top five. Kayvon Thibodeau. They haven't had a top five quarterback pick slash trade since Eli Manning. Daniel Jones went six. They're going to be in that mix this year. And think about all the glory and all the happy Eli Manning brought us. Unfortunately, it just isn't going to happen for Daniel Jones. We're going to remember him for that one playoff year, that one playoff win. It's too many injuries now with too high a draft status ahead of us to ignore. So I'm all in on the future. I am all in on these last eight weeks. And I'm all in on accepting that while it sucks in real time, sucks to be taunted by their fans, in the end, the Giants could put themselves in position where there are so many great days of tailgating and MetLife ahead in the next decade where you know walking into that building, the Giants seemingly are the better team with the better quarterback, and that's the kind of position they could put themselves in by losing the rest of these games. That'll do it for this uh, Daniel Jones torn ACL slash lost to the Raiders recap edition of One Giant Step. I'll be back at the end of the week uh, to with Bryce. We'll preview the Cowboys game, which shouldn't be a lot of fun, but it is what it is. We play out the strings, and we move along. I am Sean Morash. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean Morash, at Morash Radio on Instagram. And, of course, One Giant Step free on the Odyssey app and everywhere podcasts are available. Thank you for taking One Giant Step with us.